Welcome to the Pressed Up Podcast, Pressed Up Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. Brody. Hello. And James. Hello. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about LEGO 2K Drive, the new Unreal Editor coming to Fortnite, Multiverses going offline, kinda, and Resident Evil 4 some more. But first, James, I believe you went to Lush today and bought some Mario-themed stuff. Is that right? Was I following the conversation before the show correctly? Yeah, I was just got walk, got walking through the product range with Shannon. Just to make sure. <laughs> it's true. So what, what did you get? Up. Like, what are Lush selling that's Mario-related? Lush being what, the soap store? Is that like a fair... They're handmade cosmetics, apparently. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm obviously not a regular Lush shopper, as my tweets have alluded to. Um, but, um, but yeah, they're doing a... Should I do this as a video? I guess we can now, right? We can, have, yeah. Right, with the version of the podcast available yeah, on YouTube. So, we have, they have, like, a Mario shower gel, which is exciting. That's got nice. a coal of smell. I was going to say flavor. Is the bottle red or is the, uh, the, the liquid no, the, red the, as well? No, the gel is red. Okay. Yeah. It kind of looks um, like a hot sauce. Well, it's a cola shower gel, you <laughs> Don't get confused. <laughs> um, the Luigi shower gel is a apple, crisp apple. Not any normal apple, just crisp apple. Um, amazing. This is the peach shower jelly. Oh. How this does it differ is... from the shower gel? Yeah, is it... Like yeah, it's a jelly. Flatness? Like it, like it's like a loaf. Allegedly, I don't want to like get oh, it on oh. my. Can you put your like, fingers in it? <laughs> it looks kind I mean, of foamy. <laughs> can I? Do you want me to? Like, I, I will. We, <laughs> we might have to blur it, but just do against it. the mic. <laughs> do you know what? I'll do that to the next one. It feels more now appropriate it... if I do it to the next well, one. Well, let's do yeah, that. Let's keep people hanging around. The next one looks like Bowser's ass. Let's keep people hanging around because I'm sure they haven't like tagged that already. Um. Anyway, so this one is the peach shower jelly. It smells like um, when I'm sick, like as a kid, and I have to have that like cough medicine that smells. Anyway, it's not a nice smell. But then okay, we've got the okay. Bowser shower jelly, <laughs> and this is the one that I will proudly stick my finger in. Do it near um, the mic. It looks like this, and it's it's kind of like an orangey sort of color. Ooh, or is... it's like it's like cinnamony. Oh, and spicy. Probably not and what then... I would expect Bowser to smell like. Truthfully. Oh, it's like actually quite hard. Oh like, yeah, it's much more like putty like than I thought. Yeah, break it the skin. It looks like that kind of I don't fart t- putty that you get from. <laughs> no, nah, you can't. I don't think you're meant to. Brody. At the museum. I don't think. I don't think you're meant to use it. You're, no, you are. You're meant to pull the whole thing out and wash yourself with it. Apparently, but anyway, oh, oh, that's dear. a story for another day. <laughs> and then have to tell us what it's like after you use it in the shower. I will. I'll tweet it. Put It'll up a like TikTok guide on how to use it. <laughs> We're starting to break into video content. Why Why ruin that <laughs> by doing a series of medium-less products? And the final piece that I got is the coin, which is like a soap bar. Oh, that's on me. Like that's no, it, no, no, there's like a bath, a bath bomb, bomb, but like, I'm like not much block. of a, a bather, so I didn't sure. really see the need to get that. But that's like, a, yeah. like when it dissolves as an item inside, that's really cool. I've um, seen some pictures oh, of people. Really it's cool. grotesque. This is the coin soap, so that's exciting times. But yes, that's my range. Thanks for if, coming. If you don't um, mind me asking, like, what does this all set sure. you back? That seems like I don't quite know. a lot. I didn't of want to look. Stuff. What is money? I think it was. <laughs> I think it was money? like hundred and fifty bucks for everything. Yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, this will last me for the rest of my life, basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. This is my first. I buy skincare, like so. This to me, this is cheap. But um. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for letting me have my first step into beauty and wellness very, blogging. Very interesting. Yeah. Thank you. My it girlfriend's is. trying You'll to be get Gwyneth Paltrow before you know we'll, it. We'll see. Oh uh, yeah, I think Lush is great for like your body. I don't think it's very good for your face if you're a skincare person. Oh that's okay. Another, that's another topic. Podcast within a podcast. Skincare for facts day. and we, We've got so many backdoor pilots, like between the fast food and the beauty products. What's next? Who Poor knows? You'll bites. have to stick around to find out. <laughs> I'll tell you what's next on this show, though. And that is some reviews with Brody, which almost feels like it should have a jingle to it <laughs> itself. Uh, but Brody, I want to start with Dredge, which you reviewed in the week. I've heard very good things about this game from Shannon, actually. He was talking about it a week or so now? ago. He was. So I'll get his, mm-hmm. uh, his thoughts on it in a moment as well. But let's start with you. How did you review the game? Um, well, I played it for a start. That's usually how you go. That's a start. Um, yeah. You're doing well. No. 
Uh, when I say how did you review the game? <laughs> I Not know, literally. it's banter. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, Dredge, I've been, I've been telling a lot of people at work about it. It's basically a horror fishing game, which is as silly as it sounds. Um, it's, it's pretty simple. Like, you literally, you crash into this uh, series of islands... You sort of trade favors, obviously being fishing, not anything sinister, uh, <laughs> for you know a replacement vessel, and then you go to work, basically just fishing. Um, but can okay. I trade favors sinisterly if I want to? You can. <laughs> you can read between the lines if you like, as you can probably infer your own story. Um, mm. But nevertheless, yeah. So basically, it's a pretty simple fishing game. Uh, you sort of. Uh, you, you obviously catch fish and then you try sell them back to the fishmonger and stuff like that at the start. But then as you go out night fishing, it turns really sinister and there's a real eldritch horror sort of uh, theme wow. to the whole thing. Um, loosely put, I would probably say that this very much reminded me of uh, a Pokemon game, but like on the ocean. Because like mm. a, one of the big points of it is, uh, you know, going out, filling your encyclopedia of all these uh, you know, you got fish, you got sharks, you got squid, you got eel, everything that you can catch. But then, like, when yeah. you're out at night, you can catch, like, twisted aberrations of them that, you know, mutate uh, in the night sea. Um, so that's, like, one big part of it. But obviously, there's, like, a story that drives it along that's very uh, Lovecraftian and very uh, mysterious throughout the way. But, um, yeah, very... It's a simple game. It's got a pretty striking art style, um, but it's super addictive. Like, I just found, like, I couldn't really put it down. Like, um, yeah, it's a, it's probably, it's a front runner for, obviously, my indie game of the year so far, but it's it's one of the best games I've played this year so far, full wow. stop. Like, yeah, I you like really it a lot. captured my interest. I thought it was kind of like, I don't know, the way, my initial thought of it, hearing Shannon describe it, was like it kind of sounded like an indie game with kind of an environmental message to it, I guess, like dredge being the name maybe that's just kind of mm. the association that attached to it but um yeah no i didn't expect the horror yeah. like angle that's, ob that's obviously that's... another part of it now that you mention it obviously it's in the title but uh, along with catching fish like you pull junk and materials and all that sort of stuff off the seafloor um along the way you'll find like artifacts which is sort of like the main thing that drives the story along like there's a collector who tasks you with like finding five mysterious artifacts that he's after for whatever reason which you obviously find out later um mm. and return them to him and so to do that you basically have to go to like uh each one of the big five islands and each one has a different sort of like twist to it like one's like leftover like roman uh i guess like statues and stuff another one is uh like a twisted sort of like bamboo-y sort of viney sort of place where like your your boat can get tugged down and like destroyed basically um yeah so they're all a bit different and they offer something uh different the only thing that i didn't love was that the game doesn't necessarily funnel you in one way or the other. So it is open in that sense, but um, there are certain places that you can't go and you do find that out because uh, you don't have the abilities to get there yet or to do anything meaningful there. So you'll waste yeah. a bit of time if you don't necessarily go in the right direction first. But that said, yeah, still super addictive. Um, I need to get back into uh, finishing it and catching all the fish. But um, yeah, really had a good time with it. Very cool. Is that one that's available on consoles? Like, sorry, on Switch or just uh, Xbox? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Switch, it's PC, Switch. and it's on PS5 and Xbox, I think. I think it's on pretty much everything. Yeah, it's everything. It also gets yeah. physical releases this week, which I think yeah. is cool and unexpected, and I'm going to get one. Cool. So, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking of buying it for Switch. My, <clears throat> my Switch has been looking a little bit lonely recently. I thought about picking up and selling some stuff on it. So, yeah, um, this might be one... And, ju and just because, and due to the, like the, the day night cycle part of it, like uh, saving comes often. So like, it's a good game that you can sort of pick up and play in bursts like that. So um, yeah, definitely good for the switch. Cool. Nice. Uh, the other one I wanted to ask you about as well was uh, Terranil, which you also reviewed this week. You've been, been busy. Um, did you want to say a quick word on that one too? Yeah. An another good game. Like um, I don't play a lot of city builders, um, although I allude to them. Like, I think I haven't played one since SimCity on the Super Nintendo back, like, poor, had to have to be 20, 25 years ago. Um, yeah. But uh, that said, I thought this was a, a pretty cleverly done twist on that. Um, it sort of gives, I don't, I, I, that said, I can't remember how SimCity was or how it is these days, but uh, it's a lot of like multi-phased levels that um, obviously focus on different stages of like restoring this environment, basically reintroducing flora and fauna to it, but then breaking down every sign that you were ever there and like leaving, I guess like 
uh, an ideal world, basically, where we haven't fucked everything up, essentially. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, it sort of delivers that sort of like environmental message and it does a pretty good job of that. It's, it's fairly educational as well. Like I learned a, a little bit of stuff about, you know, climates and all that sort of stuff and biomes mm. and different, um, I guess, requirements for life in general. Um, yeah. And, uh, it was, it was pretty relaxing. It was a very Zen sort of game, like nice little piano and orchestral soundtrack to back it all, uh, cute, cutesy sort of pixel art style. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not terribly long, but it's, uh, once you got into the rhythm of each level, like obviously, uh, irrigating the world and making it suitable for life, reintroducing all the biomes like the wetlands and uh, like forests and stuff, but then reintroducing the life and then sort of having to recycle it all and get out of there. Like it was like puzzle layers on top of puzzle layers. So I thought it was pretty well done and I had a good time with it. But um, yeah. Cool. Sounds like you've been playing some good games recently. Yeah. I um, uh, had a brief opportunity to play some uh, cheer in the week as well. Mm. My, I was actually around paying my mum a visit and she was very excitingly showing me the game. And so I kind of, with her, went back and played the first couple of hours. Um, and really fun. I was enjoying that. And speaking of Zen games, very much kind of got that feel to it as well. Like, that was a world I felt like I could really lose some time exploring. Um, and another one on my list. But you've added, added two more that have piqued my interest there, Brody. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us on those. Um, all right, let's crack on with the show and i want to start with lego 2k drive officially being revealed we discussed this one i think it was just last week when leaks were starting to appear uh, but we finally know or now know uh, more about the game we didn't have long to wait for it uh it is coming out may 19th to pretty much everything the game's going to be an open world driving adventure centered around vehicle creation obviously seeing as it's lego uh, with both single player narrative driven gameplay and cooperative multiplayer as well uh, I took to Twitter to describe it basically as Burnout Paradise, uh, but with Lego, which excites me greatly being as big a fan of both as I am. Uh, Shannon, how would you describe this game? And is it one that catches your interest? Um, I'd describe it as like Forza, but Lego. I think we spoke about it seeming like the, the Forza expansion yeah. um, last week. And after watching the trailer... It, I feel like it, it pretty much is that, for better or for worse. Um, it looks really good. I, I don't think it'll do anything too crazy outside of um, that. And I guess because we did have that in Forza Horizon, which is, in my opinion, one of the best racing games. Like, I feel like, yeah, it's a little bit less exciting because we have seen this type of LEGO racing game before. I don't want to take away from it because I'm sure it, it might still be great. But, yeah, the building element is really exciting. I think that's what excites me most because I don't really think that was a part of Forza at all from memory. I think it was purely just pick and drive, but I could be wrong. Uh, James, have you played any of the Lego racing games before? Because it's people brought to my attention that the fact that they have done standalone Lego races before. Yeah, I played it on like PS1 or 64. I can't remember where or when. Um, yeah. I've, as I have alluded to, quite eloquently before i hate kart races because i don't like not very good at them i don't know what it is i just can't <laughs> grasp them um i've never really liked racing games either so yeah um but yeah i think that there will be a lot of people who have that nostalgia for like lego races and who will grab grab this because of that mm. um whether it meets those expectations or not we will have to wait and see um but yeah I do very much like the in the gameplay that we saw or the trailer at least um, the kind of quick switching between the vehicles and the fact that there's like water vehicles in there as well. It's not just all um, land vehicles, I guess, cars. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully that is as kind of fluid as an experience, like as you're exploring the world as it indicates to be. Um, it reminds me of like Diddy Kong Racing in a weird kind of way, like the actual racing elements of it, which a lot of people love. Um, I think there's a lot that can be done in this space, so I'm hopeful it does some different things. Um, yeah, it looks cool. Just watching the trailer again, I'm, I am keen for it. Brody, what about yourself? Like Lego have had some ups and downs when it comes to come to some of their releases, particularly when they kind of stray out of the movie sort of tie-in sort of stuff, I suppose. What would you need to see from the game to have you spend some time with it, do you think? Invest your time in it. And a hundred bucks. Yeah. True. Well, that's, probably, yes. that's probably the big issue. Like as Shannon alluded to, like I spent a lot of time with Forza Horizon 5, which is arguably probably one of the best open world racing games I've ever mm. played. Um, so like, I don't know that I necessarily need something else in that space. Like I almost would have been excited if this was more a kart racer that was 
just tracks and stuff like that might have appealed to me more but i guess the one thing they could do is you know make good use of a lot of those like ip partnerships that they will have and like bring some of that interesting stuff across like whether it's dc stuff or harry potter or something like that um not that that's an interest of mine but you know you see where i'm going um but yeah just bring stuff like that across to try and uh yeah i guess spice it up a bit because yeah the only thing that would appeal to me out of this is probably the fact that you can build your own cars and stuff but i think even that novelty will wear off pretty quickly for me yeah yeah Yeah. i'm eager to see what they do there like i like the way forza kind of allow you to just share vehicle customizations with people and if this had kind of a marketplace for people to kind of design cars and share them i think that would be that would have to same with like track creation will have to like surely be a thing yeah so yeah i very much hope that's a feature because i think that's like where arcade games can do really well is if they've got like just totally zany tack track creators mm. where people go wild to them i've certainly spent a lot of time on gta doing exactly that mm. so hopefully yeah, it's not like another hot wheels unleashed which was really good but probably didn't really have the splash that it, it should have i guess yeah yeah, yeah, that's a game I regret dropping like 80 bucks on to download there and then because I wanted some some friends wanted to play it that night and I just never touched wow. it again thereafter. You and the big spender. Regrets, yes. Um, well, speaking of marketplaces and sharing creations, uh, at GDC, um, Epic revealed the Unreal Editor for Fortnite, which will allow people to create and publish content directly into Fortnite and get compensated through a creator economy. Um, it's obviously all powered by Unreal Engine and 40% of item shop revenue um, that Epic will be making um, off kind of in-game transactions in Fortnite is going to be set aside and enter a pool that's paid out to creators based on the engagement of their creations. Um, Shannon, we've been discussing for a little while uh, how to support games and communities long term. I think we'll be discussing more of that in a moment too, actually. Um, what advantage might this have, these content creation tools have in terms of keeping waning Fortnite players around? Um, it, it's a tough one. I guess when we talk about like Roblox, I feel like... I haven't played roadblocks from what I know about it. Like it's so popular and successful with kids. Cause like, there's just all different types of experiences on it in terms of like TV show recreations um, and, and things like that. And I feel like that, but for Fortnite in terms of people creating their own games um, will, will bring freshness that keeps people around, but also brings, I think new players in and younger players maybe as well. Like it's definitely a, a positive move um i just don't it's a tough one because fortnite is such like it's one experience that everyone has and i feel like that has been the excitement of it right like when there's a new season maybe it's losing that a little bit now but like these huge events where whether it be um ariana grande or like these yeah these huge simultaneous events is the one thing it has over almost any other game and i feel like this does dilute that a little bit but it's exciting like a lot of the stuff looked fantastic I was going to ask you if you'd seen any of the kind of tech demos that they showed off. It like it looks visually incredible, yeah, visually. but I guess it depends on how consuming a task is for people to make that sort of thing. Um, well, you mentioned Roblox there. Um, I did want to bring into the equation to uh, PlayStation's Dreams um, or Media Molecules Dreams because that's kind of something that very much leaned heavily into the user-generated content sort of angle, pretty much as like the crux of the game, but doesn't seem to have had the same luck as, say, Roblox in kind of attracting a community that kind of keeps the game perpetually moving. Uh, how does Fortnite here on out attract creators and i suppose players to engage with the content that people are creating james do you have any inkling as to how they do that i think from like just comparing to roblox roblox is on it's not on every device but i think it's on every mobile device um to start off with um it's it's on xbox 2 and pc um and it's free uh to start obviously i think most parents will be like no it's not really free but you know what i mean like (laughs) Like, it, it starts off as free. So, I think there's, like, a yeah. very, very, very low barrier to entry, regardless of whether you want to just play or create, um, which is probably, like, say, where you would, say, differentiate it from Dreams, where you have to own a PlayStation, which most people do, but, like, do you know what I mean? You've got to buy that PlayStation Plus, buy that game on top. Um, and even then, that game was not necessarily circulated as well as it probably could have been. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think... 
with Roblox, like it, it, it shocks me to find that there's actually games that play similarly to like COD and like classic Resident Evil. Um, and then there's also just things where you can just build, you know, whatever you want. Um, I think, yeah. like, I think about, I think with Fortnite and this, this whole system, like, yes, there is that big audience there already, but is that the audience who is going to be wanting to create stuff? Like, I think there's going to be some crossover, um, but I definitely don't know if that's going to be like a hundred percent of the, of the crossover, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. I th- and like. The way that I see that, maybe they could easily work it into the battle pass. Everyone plays feverishly for their battle pass. Maybe mm-hmm. do like have like some kind of extra tier or extra awards for doing user created content over other stuff potentially. Like I feel like that could be a way to maybe force people to maybe not force them, but you know what I mean. Like kind of get them into that e- that ecosystem. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they've done a like, good job if- in Fortnite of like kind of spotlighting. Um, stuff made in the creative mode quite well. I forget, I'm forgetting what it's called now, but like there's obviously been um, creation tools in the game already and they've kind of done mm-hmm. a pretty good job of giving um, a spotlight to some of the higher quality stuff that people have produced. But yeah, a lot of it um, is kind of always the same with this sort of thing. A lot of it's just kind of like weird sort of challenges, maybe like parkour sort of things. Um, like quick respawn sort of challenges, I, like nothing particularly compelling, um, and yeah, like hopefully this kind of suite of tools like does have the functionality for people to create like really quite involved things. But how much of that we'll see, um, I'm not sure. Like I, I think the compensation element to it's great, and I think that people investing the time in it, getting compensated, is like a big part of this. But a lot of it comes down to just like how accessible these tools are too and how well they're then surfaced to people as well um what about yourself Brody? like how do you feel they're handling the compensation side of this is this the most equitable way to pay people for putting into the game essentially uh yeah admittedly i haven't really looked too much into it so based on like the previous question that yeah or at least the fact that you put in there so is it 40 percent of every sale they get effectively uh, so like you, the revenue that they're making from like item shop, the, uh, the cosmetics people are buying in the game, the skins, yeah. um, presumably yeah. extends like battle d- pass and stuff. They're yeah. setting aside 40% of that revenue and then splitting it. Like if your level got fi- like 50% of the time people spent in the, uh, unreal editor playing the content coming out of there, if they spent that with your game, then you would get half of the money that's in that pool. Essentially right. it's based on the yeah. engagement with your content. Yeah, look, I, that sounds. I think that sounds fair enough, personally, considering they're supplying all the tools for you to do it. There's little yeah. to no investment on your end as a creator, so except for your time, obviously. But um, yeah, so I'd say forty percent and a split of that is is pretty fair. It's going to yeah. be interesting. A lot of the stuff I've seen looks really nice, but do like, you, do you fear there might be people that just like play Fortnite and games that people make within Fortnite and never touch any other game? Uh, do I fear that? Yeah, I fear a lot of things, Ewan, but uh, I don't know. That if already I care. happens. With I don't know if blocks. I care about yeah. that. <laughs> it like, may people, already people happen. People play like a pet simulator and all that kind of shit. Like I don't even know what that is, but like that's a game within Roblox that you can buy merch for. <laughs> like that, there, there are people like that. Yeah, maybe people grow up and their brains develop more, and then they <laughs> can. I'm not, I'm not even like as a kid. You know, your brain hasn't developed yet, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't mean to put down any adults playing in the Roblox ecosystem exclusively, but... Are there adults playing Roblox? Like, that's a genuine question. I don't know. I, I, don't I feel know. like... I don't yeah, personally I don't, know any, but that's not neither. They don't I, exist. Fascinating. I feel like if I was an adult playing Roblox online, you wouldn't, I probably wouldn't tell anyone. It. But yeah, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> A fun challenge for us all to be would play nothing um, but Roblox for a week and then report back. And like, I would rather give birth <laughs> to a chair. <laughs> like, I, James is honestly, too busy with Resident Evil still. Yeah, I've got 10 more playthroughs to go <laughs> next week. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's, I don't know. What were we talking about? I feel like I just derailed. I'll tell you what we're going to talk about now, and that is multiverses going offline. Kind of, sort of. It's the open beta that's going to be wrapping up June 25th ahead of a full launch next year. James, I might come straight back, straight back to you on this one, because I think of the four of us, you might be the only person to have played multiverses all that much. But mm. I, I was <laughs> under the... Under the assumption that this game was out, I didn't realize it was in an open beta, and like certainly not a one as extended as this. Um, 
Yeah, I think like, everybody does, was. Does, does this strike you as being a bit odd? I think the developer was too um, <laughs> until about a month ago. But um, does it strike me as odd? Yes, it does. However, um, I do feel like, and I've always said this to Shannon, I really, I like destroyed multiverses for like a good month or two, I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the content kind of stopped coming. Um, there was just like less less character drops. They did a new season, but it would be like four. Cl- it just wasn't a lot of stuff coming, um, which they've acknowledged in their statement and stuff. Um, what what I think has happened here, like obviously, um, is I feel like it was definitely like yes, it was an open beta, but like they were definitely this was it. They were just going to keep adding to it. Um, but they, I've talked about this before. I think um, they've been hit with just like so many like hurdles throughout the way like i think their first major character pack drop was going to be all lord of the rings stuff Mm. um and obviously this is all conjecture so like i might be talking out of my ass but it seems to be that way given what was left in the updates and the files and stuff like amazon bought the lord of the rings after that right and then they had to scrap work they'd done on like three characters you know what i mean and shuffle their release schedule yeah um so stuff like that, I think, like really got in the way. Rick and Morty as well, like planned to be included at some point. Yeah, I think they um, got added. Else. And then yeah, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty eventually got added, and then obviously the Justin Roiland stuff happened, and yeah. that's like since Harry Rick Potter and, as well. I yeah. don't know if you mentioned obviously, that, but obviously, yeah, Harry Potter is an obvious pick. But um, and then obviously there's a bit of drama there. But like, yeah, I, I just, just think like a bunch of problematic territory. There's been a bit of the, like a lot of the stuff they've been wanting to do with it. I think they haven't been able to they've had to keep chopping and changing and that just makes it really hard to keep steady. Um, I don't think this was ever a plan. Like I think being, letting See, people buy. Blue I, M, which is the, yeah. I, yes, I don't know go. if that's right, but I remember I was really confused about why it was still an open beta. Cause they had like three or four betas and alphas. Like they'd had all their tests. And then when this dropped, it was an open beta. And to me, it made no sense calling well, that's it that. Why, yeah. I, I like it's, it was, it was pretty polished from, from yeah, it was the, start. the final game. Um, yeah, like, each new character that would come out would be in experimental for, like, um, you know, a few weeks. Uh, so then they would a- adjust them as they needed to. Uh, but it it felt finished uh, in terms of, like, the underlying mechanics and stuff. Like, I, I think that there's definitely more they could do content-wise. And I, re- I genuinely think that this is the problem. But they probably have seen, like, I mean, this was, like, the fastest-growing t- fighting game, I think, ever for a bit and obviously that was free so that would be why yeah um yeah. but it's all about with all of these games as a service games like it's all about sustaining that attention and i think this had the potential to do it um but yeah it didn't Ugh. god i yeah um i i it's it's shocking to me that it's going down in june and not coming back until next year like if they were like oh we're gonna take it down for a month to relaunch some stuff I'd be like, yeah, okay, you want to rework the netcode or add X, Y, and Z and come back with a, a bang. But to take it down for six to nine months at the least, like that is a chunky period of time for those people that are still playing it, which isn't many. But like, I, it's such a yeah. risky move. It, yeah, I, I truthfully, I, it, I don't see it playing out all that well for them. It's like I was talking mm, about yeah. Suicide Squad recently about how that delay almost seemed to be like a putting some distance between the negative press and having another opportunity at remarketing the game. And I sort of feel like that's what they're trying to do with this. Like, it's like, oh, let's just pretend like this was all just a test and the full game is going to get like all the marketing, all the marketing spend again, and we'll have another crack at kind of giving this some longevity. Um, But maybe it is also just kind of buying them some kind of quiet time to like put together a a post launch plan and, and have plenty of content to kind of see out like a year's run at least because that seems to fall in by the way sound at least in their initial attempt i don't because it's free and it was always going to be free at launch i think um the founders pack was just that like a founders pack in early access yeah that's what's confused like are they going to come back and charge 60 dollars for it with a story like their their options are really limited that's also what was blowing my mind is like people have i didn't realize like there were purchasable things within this mm. as well like if this is an open beta like People who's buying stuff money. in a beta and like yes they've clarified that all of those sales are going to carry forward into the full game but they're yeah. not allowing you to do any refunds like brody what's your gut feel on that I, I as i understand it you haven't touched any multiverse but like if you were buying stuff in there and the game's kind of going offline like does any of that sit well with you uh um, yeah if you trust that it is going to come back and it's going to be 
you know, the game it was. Like, it's yeah. going to be... My interest is going to be... Because, like, I've heard of th- some things about this today, obviously, just all the conjecture about it. Like, whether yeah. it is going to come back as a free-to-play game or whether they might have to pivot to a more finished model because they can't sustain the content for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, if it comes back and you've already spent a fair wad on it and uh, they expect you to pay again, uh, you would be a little miffed. <laughs> but yeah. surely they've got uh, ideas about how they navigate that because... That would just be an absolute mess. So when did this game come out? Was it August or something? July 2022. July. <laughs> right. Okay. I was it, just trying to work out if it was going to be gone again for as long as it's been out already. Funny about that <laughs> it's worth, the it's longest worth, beta in history. Yeah, it's like, worth mentioning. 12 months. It's worth mentioning that the game is going to be playable offline um, and like the training and stuff. So yeah. you're technically going to have oh, the good. game. And if you want to play it with friends and whatever. Um you're going to have, like, that. the bare minimum of the game to kind of tide you yeah. over for a year. It's yeah. just something... I think something has really happened behind the scenes. Because, like, I remember when, um, like, a week... They released it a week after they did LeBron um, for Space Jam. And then, like, they launched Season 1 with, like, art of Black Adam and Stripe <laughs> from Gremlins. But then the next characters were Morty and Gizmo. Like, it, it was... Uh, it was a weird... Like, nothing... Like, I why was Season bit, 1, like, with those characters? A big issue and then, is... Sorry, I was to say a big issue is that I think Warner Brothers IP does just not run deep enough to keep people giving a shit about these characters. Like, especially not Amazon's. A, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, the Lord the Rings off them. like I know Gremlins. Like, obviously, like that's that's that, a deep that's cut. A very, that's a very specific market, and it sucks because like all of these characters, um, all of these characters were really good. Like they they really they paid as much. Like, I guess like love and attention to like the say. Like Nintendo did for Smash Bros. Um, mm. Like, there were bits from all the movies for Gizmo and Stripe and stuff. Um, but And then Marvin the Martian, I think, was the last character they did. So, like, yeah. they launched Season 2 in November 2022. They did Marvin the Martian, and then that was it. Like, nothing else I after don't, that. See, I don't even remember that, that that happened. So, that's... Yeah. Black Adam yeah. happened in October, but obviously the movie was shit. So, like... The Rock no just kills everything that. at the minute, doesn't he? I think, that, <laughs> I think they were trying to do it like Fortnite, where, like, they had these, like, key marketing beats that they would... Ha- and then they'd chuck out a character that was related to that. Yeah. Um, mm. You know? But then it just never, pulled, I, never yeah. came out. I think if this was, like, Marvel... And Disney, or like a yeah, a Disney fighter, like it'd just be a different situation. But they, to be no, but to be fair, like they also didn't have he- they they have heavy hitters. Like they could have put out Harry or like Scorpion or Sub Zero or like I'm now I'm going up blank. But <laughs> any anyone DC any like anyone DC who isn't already That's there that, sure. was, that wasn't Black Adam. Like, it's also you know just I mean? like, like the- Lego Dimensions flopped, and I wonder why. Like with the Simpsons and Harry Potter, like that just I think did that was nothing. a price thing. It was though. expensive. You're yeah, right. That was very yeah. expensive, and it was like trying to market towards which kids I'm so and disappointed about because that was such a good game. But I'm, I'm sad about this. I don't. I can't even tell you why we, I stopped playing it because I was really like, into it. It was, it was good. Fa- like, the game is good. The game is really good. Um, yeah. And even like, I think Ranked took months to come out. And then uh, like, I know one of my friends dropped off because he really liked playing Ranked and just couldn't because um, they just kept pushing that back. Like, it's it's weird. But like, yeah. I, I, I think like Final Fantasy... 14, as an example, had a disastrous launch, and now that's one of the strongest, longest-running MMOs ever, like, with yeah. the relaunch. So, I think it's possible. I mean, these are very different types of games, of course. Um, but, yeah, I am I, weary at this stage. I yeah. think it'll it'll come back and it'll have a good result, but then I would be surprised if it doesn't fall away in a similar pace again. Even, like, Sesame Street. Like, imagine beating the shit out of someone as Big, Big Bird. Bird. Like, how fun <laughs> would that <laughs> here's a a few of the ips they could bring and into this game austin powers imagine already the matrix the matrix oh the matrix Uh, yeah there was was files for neo in the game so he was playing have they got a game of thrones in there yeah uh yeah they got i and then danny Uh, was rumored uh the godfather apparently (laughs) the flintstones see see, yabba dabba do like uh, it <laughs> get Pennywise up in there, oh, yeah. biting heads. Yeah. King Kong, shit. The mask. Let's, the list goes on. Just like all Godzilla of HBO then. fall into the Wizard of Oz, Scooby Doo. Apparently, <laughs> was oh, in the files. Scooby Doo and so is Velma. Yeah, yeah. Yogi the Bear. The Wizard of Oz is in the files. That's about it. Space Ghost, Thundercats. 
But God, I feel like their time in a lot of those is running out in terms of relevance. They just need to get <laughs> you would argue run out. You would <laughs> argue it's gone. Mad Max, yeah. if he's not in there already. Well, no, we not. will Sorry. have to see how it all pans out. I hope the best for multiverses, particularly for your sake, James and Shannon. But let's... No, it's I'll be okay if it doesn't. But like, With the 14 other fighting back, games coming this looking. year. Very there's, true. There's three coming, maybe. Anyway. At, at the very least, James, you'll have updates to Resident Evil 4 with the Mercenaries mode being confirmed. Exactly. It pits players against the clock trying to kill as many enemies as they can. And it's coming as a free update to the remake on April 7th. Uh, James, make a pitch. Why should people give this mode a go? Because it's good. Um, <laughs> Real convincing. Thank you. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just like, I, I feel like everyone's kind of wanted this mode to come back properly for a long time. They did it in Village, but it wasn't the same. Um... And I think the reason why it's more exciting now is I feel like if you guys have played Resi 4, which I know most of you have Play, at least Playing, haven't finished. Pressed X on your, your home screen and, and got to the title screen. Um, this combat is like the best it's ever been. Um, so this definitely feels like the best time to bring it back. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, this mode was in the original too. Um, but yeah, what it is, is like, it chucks you in, uh, into like one of four maps, if it's the same, um, pick a character, they all have their own move lists and weapon sets and you just got to, got to try and like survive. And I know that sounds like typical, like in terms of, um, you know, just like a wave based survival arena or something, but there's something about mercenaries that's like just really addictive and really fun. Cause you kill enemies in like a, in a chain, you get a point, you get like bonus points and stuff. Like it, it's, it's all about like getting the perfect chain and the perfect combo, um, and it keeps throwing different stuff at, at you. Um, the 3DS yeah. game was good. That was a banger. That was very very early on, wasn't that it? That is and a banger. And I life. wish that that was early. That was like almost launch, I think. But um, but that's what annoys me is like Capcom's never done that. They could easily, with what they've got now, do a platform where um, you have all these characters, all these levels, all of these monsters, and you just throw it, like create this like updated Mercs package with online or something. Even the 3DS one had online. Um, but yeah, like. I don't know. I wish that um, that would happen, but it isn't. So this is the best we're getting. Side yeah. note: Is Ariverse a thing still? Did that come back? Yeah, it did. Okay. Do we not talk okay, about it? it. <laughs> I just honestly don't remember that being discussed. No. Yeah. They, yeah. That's, I played it for um, a night. One. <laughs> it was alright. Which is, um, God, I mean, really telling. If uh, that's all, James. You only that's, played it once. Yeah. But that's the same thing. Like, they were, like, free updates. And then all they added... Think of all the characters in the Resident Evil games you guys have played alone, oh, thousands. right? Thousands. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cast of seven. And then, and then they add the four soldiers that were with Chris in Village. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. Who are they? Like... Icons. Anyway. Flesh them Absolutely. Out, at least. Um, I don't even know they had names to start off with. But, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think you should... Yeah, I, I think if you like the, the combat in this, like, I don't see why you wouldn't like Mercs. It is a very um, arcade experience, but it's really fun. Well, sticking with RE4 a moment longer, data miners also found hints to separate ways content in the game, which was originally added content to Resident Evil 4 back upon its initial release. I think it was like on the GameCube version and then later added to the other versions of the game. Um, this is all backed up by a reputable insider that says it's on the cards and likely to be more substantial than the original version of the dlc um when do you think we could see this materialize james if you I think it'll be this yeah cool yeah i think it's like a lot of people are like oh the village dlc took so long but that was never planned like they never started off like with that yeah. in plan but if you Where play Resi 4, this already yeah if you play like re4 remake and like you, you are you do get into the story like all of the stuff that ada's doing is slightly different and it's been changed slightly and you can see why, like they've built they've built the campaign around the hooks, I guess, to to see what she's doing. Um, as an example, um, you guys have most of you probably played past the bell at the beginning. Um, mm, yeah. In in the original, like in separate ways, you played as her first chapter was like she realizes Leon's in trouble, so she rings that she's the one who rings the bell. Uh. Like in the original, like do you know what I mean? Like they weave her through um, the story. I don't know if that's going to be the same this time. Um, but, like, yeah, they're, they're, I'm excited at the idea of this being expanded and better because it, the original one was quite shit. Like, I know it was fun to play Zeta and do all this stuff in the, in the shadows, but, like, it was clearly added on afterwards and, yeah. 
She's a cool character. I'm glad to see She is. Brody, to come to you. RE4 Remake has had its biggest, most successful launch on Steam. Why do you think RE4 is kind of the one making the biggest waves? I don't know. I, th- I think Resident Evil is obviously very hot at the minute. Like, it's, uh, I don't know, with 7. 7, obviously, I think was the start of the new Resi wave, I would say. Uh, and then they've just yeah. sort of kept getting bigger from there. Obviously as it's been alluded to many times for was a very revered game when it came out originally. And I think there was a lot of excitement around this and obviously the word of James himself, you know, everyone would have been excited to hear that he backed it. So I think that's just created a swell for the game that, uh, you know, do we know how many concurrents there were on steam at this point? Uh, I don't know. I don't have that in my notes here, but I could look it up. That's all right. I was just wondering. I'm glad to see like, that the momentum seems to continue growing for Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil found a lot of new fans um, in the past. Yeah, like yeah, like me. There's not Um, a lot else like it. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the only franchises that still plays the same way that it did, say ten years ago, but is still good, like still compelling. Um, And two, especially, there was so much nostalgia and buzz about around that. I know seven seven is great, and that will always hold a special place in my heart because it like brought the brand back. But like, I think two. Like, everyone was like, what's the deal with this game? And, like, even though it's not the same two as, obviously, what it was in 1998 or 9 or whatever, yeah. um, it still was had the same vibe. And there really isn't any big budget. I think that's the other thing as well is, like, before the, before Resi, the horror games were all kind of... I'm not going to say indie trash, but, like, a lot of just, like, very cheap indie games where it's, like, first person, run away from something, or... Do you know like, what I mean? Like, like Slenderman. Yeah, like, there was nothing really to them, um, yeah. whereas with, like, Resi, like, and they are games where, you know, they're, they're still scary, or tense, some, some of them are scary for some people, I guess, but um, but they have, like, like really solid gameplay systems underneath, and I think that that's the difference, um, and 4 is everything that the original game was, but, like, just with, with a AAA, like, coat of paint over the top of it um, to play better today like you couldn't run and shoot or crouch in the original but now you can um in the remake but yeah yeah like i think that's why i think but i've i've really gained an appreciation for them as well because i can see like going back to these remakes the impact that they've had on the industry as a whole and like i i know it's been a bone to pick with you james because i'm such a big last of us fan but going back and like playing these games i can see how the last of us came to be and like the inspiration is taken from these games so i've got I think, like every over the shoulder result. third person action well, adventure well game yes yeah has something something to owe to re4 like yeah. i'm not even being like before but, i mean like was, fighting really the rat king like in it. the part two in last of us part two like in that is hospital. yeah that is that is like classic a resident which mission. is like <laughs> one of my highlights of the last of us two i love that battle so much i think it's yeah. like so well choreographed and the set piece is really great yeah um and it does feel like an re2 battle yeah you could literally thing. copy like, and paste it into a resident evil game or like vice versa and it would be the same yeah mm-hmm very cool. Okay, well, we're going along, um, but I do have maybe just like a string of questions. We just kind of like r- like rapid fire through. Firstly, I want to start with the Avatar screenshot that came out. You feel, feel free to go a little bit long on these if you want to, but it's the we first supposed in-game screenshot of the Avatar game that Ubisoft have on the cards. How do we rate it? Oh, does Is anyone excited by this screenshot of the game? I've never been Not turned off a game quicker. Yeah. <laughs> James, I just, I, I, yeah, I just had imagined it would be. Like uh, honestly, a, a, yeah, a typical Ubisoft open world game, like really lush yeah. with color. It just seems like a bland Titanfall ripoff based on that screenshot. Yes, literally what I thought. Yeah. Um, I think that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the original 360 game like first person and third person? I don't know. Does anyone I don't remember? Know. I, don't know I feel like when you played as the soldiers. Yeah, it was first person. I feel like that's how I'm envisioning it still. Um, Because, yeah, open world first person action adventure game. Like, it can't just be. I just feel like with an an IP like Avatar, it just seems like so uninspired to make it a first person. To be Um, fair, it's a leak as well. Like, it's not how they planned on showing it. I don't think we should draw too much from that one screenshot. I, I think that there's going to be. 
first person and third person elements to it. Like I think that it it will be maybe like when you're a soldier potentially. Do you think they could do first person shooter, but then third person you're when you're like maybe in your avatar you're like a Navi like swinging and flying and. Do you think they could do an aliens like, vs predator with it? And it's like dual um, roles yeah. in the campaign. Like you play a soldier it, for half of it and Navi for the other potential, half. Potential. I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah, it depends on the structure, I guess. Like I still see this being open world because isn't this massive? Like division, the division studio. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It's all Ubisoft um, have. Yeah, I can't <laughs> really. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> they're an interesting publisher, aren't they? Now yeah. um, that's one word. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be both. I, I think this is a very um. This is why I had, like, leaks. I, uh, imagine working on this game and everyone's seen this screenshot and now they've decided they don't, that it looks shit. And I feel you know like I mean? this like, one uh, could have been leaked for any reason. Like, it could have been, it looked the worst or un- most uninteresting. So the person leaked that one. Like, you just don't know the context of it. Yeah. There's another one that's come out where, like, someone's riding a big giant moth. No. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that what I'm confused cool. about. Like, because I thought you were meant to be playing as the Navi, right? Like, so why do you see, but, like, a gun in the screenshot i mean i haven't seen can i just i haven't seen the new movie but is it still about like yeah like people like you have you have a person yeah yeah. become a blue person yeah okay so like they could split they could easily have some kind of gameplay loop around both you know Mm. yeah Yeah, i know what you're saying but then i guess the hands in that leak the hands in that leak are blue. So, like, I can't imagine Navi's with guns. Like, I don't know if that also happens in the movie, but the new one- I think it happened in both, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, even looking at the the reveal screenshots, like, that was, like, a bow and arrow first person, and I got Far Cry Primal vibes from that. So, like, I think think there's a mix, for sure. Maybe even just taking a gun away from someone to finish them off. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this one screenshot has, like, no context at all. Yeah, but I I doubt it's just a shooter. I still I, I'm with Brody. Brody. I was hoping for like Sorry. more of yeah. an Assassin's Creed, even like Horizon sort of vibe from it. But I reckon that we'll have that vibe, but it'll just be first put like Far Cry. Yeah. Just quickly, I still feel like I'm really shocked we haven't heard any more about this, considering Avatar's like come and gone now. And it's meant to be this year, this release. Like, where's the game? Well, when's Avatar Three meant to be coming out? <laughs> next year, isn't it? End of next year. So I guess. There's going to be one every two years for the next 10 years, so... Yeah, I guess they get plenty of opportunities to release the game. Uh, All right, let's seriously step into the rapid-fire element now, then. Elden Ring's latest update adds ray tracing. Currently, do we care about ray tracing, Shannon? Does it still excite you? I don't think so. Not as much as it... Yeah, no. Brody? Not as much. In the right context, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the same. No, I'd much prefer high frame rates. James? Yeah, no, it's it's not anywhere near as transformative as I think. <laughs> We're all hugely excited about ray tracing. Yeah. Uh, like, all right, move on now. It's never worth the hit. I think is the best, oh, especially on consoles. Like, Maybe one day when we can get everything high frame rates, PS5 ray tracing, and all that. Sure, but yeah, not for the time being. Uh, all right, rapid fire question number two. Then a darker, more mature teenage mutant ninja turtles is in development, inspired by the last Ronin, last Ronin comic book run and the more recent God of War games. What series would you like to see given a dark, gritty video game treatment? I'll go first and say Avatar: The Last Airbender. I reckon. That would be sick. Just like in that universe would be sick. <clears throat> Shannon? Um, Ape I think... <laughs> no, I was going to say Ape Escape, but then I was going to say Jack and Daxter only because that was rumored. Yes. And I feel like a top Brady was maybe going to say, so I just... That already, that, that, already, that already was dark. It was going to be, it, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't have to be a game, darker, by the way. Though. It doesn't have, doesn't to, be have to be a game. No, it's just a... It's a gaming anything. podcast, so I feel like it's nice for Well, it to be we're talking about it becoming a game, but it can be any sort of series. Let me just live in my Jack fantasy deep <laughs> escape as well. Brody, what's your answer? Power Rangers. Hell yes. That's a yeah. great shout. James? Oh, he was going to say Power Rangers too, so now he has to think. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Like Bluey or Jaws? Oh, oh! Like, one of make it happen. both together. Or do a crossover. Yeah. Is Jaws yeah. not already 
kind of gritty. Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I thought that was a pleasant film. It's not gritty. Yeah, it would yeah, say it's it, dark it, necessarily, but it's not. It's time to make a comeback. I can't. I can't think of anything else. Like, I mean, how weird someone on Twitter Jaws. is watching Jaws right now. That's odd. Is that? Did you also see that? Because yeah, it's just I'm the most random. Pay attention to the right podcast now. subliminally. Yeah. It's probably on like Channel Seven tonight or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe every yeah. night. <laughs> That's me. All up on my anyway. What the wiki? Right, hey, um, let's go. <laughs> let's play what <laughs> yeah. the wiki. The pressed up podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. Uh, point is awarded for each correct guess, and the round ends after someone is awarded two points. Currently tied in equal first place, we have Brody, James, myself, and Kieran all tied on seven points each, wow. and Shannon just behind on five points. Uh, as with the most appearances, winner, by the way. With the most You know what to let happen, boys. <laughs> Let's tie this up. Fatal five-way. <laughs> uh, as last week's winner, Kieran wants to be in the hosting chair today, but unfortunately couldn't join this week's recording, so I will cover in his place. Uh, game number one. The game is a graphic adventure played from a third-person view. The player takes control of an 18-year-old photography student whose time-rewinding... Brody. Life is Strange. It is Life is Strange. Nice, easy one to kick you off there. And Brody jumps out into the lead on eight points. Uh, Game number two. The game is a free-to-play action role-playing third-person shooter multiplayer online game. Brody. Brody? Nah, you said third-person. I'll step back. You're out. Uh, You're bearing out. Wind it back. Okay. Uh, Published, sorry, developed and published by Digital Extremes. Brody. Set in the... Brody. Warframe. It is Warframe. <laughs> Holy shit. He's not messing around. Bang. Well, you started How with the you... dumbest fucking line, Ewan. That was dud. What, anyway. do, you mean, what do you mean no, I started nothing. with the well, dumb, dumbest line? Well done, Cheers, Brady. Boys. Well, congrats, Brady. Well done. <laughs> He's got a beer ready to hand. He just cracks it straight away. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at Press.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. I think he's frozen on my screen. I think we might have he's, just lost him right He's at the posing end. on our screen as well. <laughs> Someone screen grab that. <laughs> also joining us today was Brody. Uh, yep, thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. Do, do what I'm about to do because I'm about to play Resident Evil 4 and go to the site and check out all of James's nice guides. He's done a great job. Good. Nice little plug for James there. He also joined us on the show. Yes, I'm here. You can follow me at James A T J A M Z on Twitter. And I've Find been your host. All the cool... No, no, it's fine. Go I on. always do this to you, James. I'm so sorry. Go on. Go nah, on. Guy, not interested. Move on. <laughs> and I've been your up. host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxbury. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Bye.